Hey, Elwood City Limits listeners. It's Will Young. And yes, I'm speaking into the correct microphone this time. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely learn from that mistake, hopefully for the last time. But we will see. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Elwood City Limits. And this is the 16th time that my co-host, Lucas Mancini, and I are running down the season that was. Season 16 of Arthur was definitely one to remember for both Arthur and for the podcast. So, as always, Lucas and I are going to be giving our thoughts on the season that was and our top five episodes of the season. You may agree, you may disagree. Either way, we would love to hear what you have to say. So please, uh, make sure that if you have any, you know, strong feelings about uh, about Arthur or about what is uh, uh, what is at what position on the list, maybe you ha- maybe you think one should be higher, one should be lower. I don't know, but make sure that you let us know if you have strong feelings about season sixteen by telling us over at Elwood City Limits at gmail.com. That is where you can send in your top five. You can send in your thoughts in general on season 16 and what you're excited for for the seasons that lay ahead. We've still got plenty of Arthur left to go, and I always like uh, being... Is titillated the right word? No, titillated something. Ugh, yeah, hate that I use that. Um, by teased, I suppose teased is a little bit more benign. Uh, being teased about what's coming up next for us on Arthur. And there was a lot of that in season sixteen. We are going to get to Lucas's thoughts first, as we usually do. But of course, let me go through my thing here. First of all, uh, if you are a patron at Patreon.com/slash/ElwoodCityLimits, you are hearing this before the free feed, and on its own. So if you want to join us, it is patreon.com slash Limits. Pay what you want for early ECL episodes and bonus podcasts and videos and a lot of extra content. We want to say thank you to the patrons who make this possible, including lovely people such as Leanne S. and John Dulong. Thank you to Joe Sue. Thank you to Caitlin Harrington Robinson and William Moore. Thank you to Yoshi and to Lawrence and to Owen. Thank you very much to Greenhouse Vinyls. Thank you to the Flying Sparks 32 and Veronica Tram. Thank you to Katie and RPG Fiend. And thank you as well to Derek Watson Jr., Nick Vuono, and uh, as of this recording at least, one of our newest patrons, Ben Spatal. Thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. And you will be hearing this before anybody else. And you are also going to be hearing the full episode probably most likely just released i believe i'm going to be putting this out a couple of days after the release of the latest episode of for the kids a pbs kids podcast about peep and the big wide world lucas and i had a lot of fun learning about this show there's a lot of really interesting history to peep in the big wide world so do check it out if you haven't yet patrons and if you're on the free feed you're going to be hearing a preview of our episode on peep and the big wide world right after we get done talking about season 16. So stay right there, and you can take a listen. And if you like what you hear, one more time, 
Patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. Of course, as I mentioned in the final episode of Season 16 of ECL, I'm um, going to hang on to the emails that we've gotten so far. Thank you to those of you who have sent them in. Going to wait till uh, Lucas heads back here. Uh, it's a little bit of a busy season for him, but he is taking time out to give us his top five, and we will hopefully be back to recording together very, very soon. So I want to make sure that uh, we both get the chance to answer your questions. So hopefully sooner rather than later. Okay, with that out of the way, let's tee things up. Go ahead, Lucas. Tell us about your thoughts on Season 16 and your top five episodes. Hello, everybody. Sweet, sweet 16. Season 16 of Arthur. It's, of course, your friend in your podcast app, Lucas Mancini, of the Elwood City Limits podcast here talking about Season 16. Um... Wow, what a season, what a season. I feel like we say it every time, folks, but uh, season 16, uh, surprise is the theme of season 16. Uh, We didn't really know what we were getting into, Will and I, uh, embarking on the Flash era, and we were, at least speaking for myself, very pleasantly uh, surprised with this batch of episodes. The writing, uh, whether you like the Flash or you hate it, however you feel about the Flash, the writing has remained strong as ever, um, and so it was really fun to look back on this season and all the discussions me and Will had, um, and it has me optimistic about the future if it stays at this quality of writing. So let's get into it, my top five. Number five, Blockheads, one that I'm adding to the list more so for Will and I's discussion about it rather than the episode itself, fairly straightforward episode. Uh, DW learns to quit while she's ahead in building this kind of block sculpture. Uh, for the preschoolers, pretty good episode, and I love Will and I's discussion about uh, Buddhism and uh, impermanence and the impermanence of life. Uh, if that sounds interesting to you, I recommend checking out that episode. Number four... Night of the Tibble, uh, one of the more visually interesting episodes of the season. It's an episode that taught me that, okay, maybe we still can be surprised visually in the Flash era. Um, great to spend some time with James, which is a kind of underutilized character, uh, and it's a very well-written and structured episode. Number three, Get Smart. Uh, again, another sign of improvement. Uh, it's a great use of brain in the episode, an episode that's really endeared me to brain, one of my favorite brain episodes ever, actually, Um, and I love, this is one of those Arthur episodes where art imitates life, and it feels like Arthur was prescient in that uh, this is an episode about not using chat GPT for everything, uh, and learning how to use the proper research methodology at the library, so um, really interesting episode, and you have to see the conclusion, Uh, the big payoff at the end is great. Um, Number two, The Last Tough Customer. Kind of the epic episode of the season. It's certainly the episode that has the most kind of uh, implications for the future. You know, a rare Arthur episode where the dynamic shifts ever so slightly and the characters are given an opportunity to grow and change. And it really um, makes the most of that opportunity. And I feel like it's a really inventive, original episode that enriches the Arthur lore as a whole. Um, Really, really kind of a standout episode of the season, and you're probably thinking, well, if you liked it so much, how is it not number one? That's because number one is on the Buster scale, uh, one of my favorite Arthur episodes I've ever seen. This is is top-tier Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore Arthur. 
Uh, I'm a cinephile, um, and this episode, I love movie criticism, as does Will, um, and I love kind of the moral that this episode represents. I love how this episode encourages people to watch as many differing types of film as possible um, and to draw your own conclusions of it and think critically about it. Um, and I love that this episode is telling the Arthur viewership about Renoir. Um, I, I was blown away uh, by On the Buster Scale. I think it's a must-watch for any fan of movies as well as any fan of Arthur, period. So that's my top five. Uh, I had a couple that I didn't see this year that, uh, uh, this year, it hasn't even been a year, this season, that uh, Will really encouraged me to check out. So I still have to see So Funny I Forgot to Laugh. Um, if I uh, do, I'll end up recording some thoughts about it. Um, but yeah, what a season. Can't wait to dive in to season 17 uh, and I hope you folks all have a great uh, rest of your week. Signing off for Elwood City Limits, it's me, Lucas Mancini. Thank you, Lucas. Hope your travels are going well. Season 16 was definitely one that Lucas and I were not really looking forward to. The first flash animated season. I'm, I'm using quotes because after talking about it with cash in the episode on so funny i forgot to laugh the ecl episode before this i realized that's maybe doesn't cover exactly what this type of animation is in fact a lot of myths were busted this season including the myth that this was gonna be it I'll be honest with you when we started i didn't really have high hopes for what the new animation style of Arthur was going to be, somehow it felt like everything was changing. So I had to hold on to the possibility that maybe, maybe this was it. Maybe we were just done talking about Arthur. Maybe it's, maybe all the fun is getting drained out of the show along with the original animation, and that's just gonna be it. But I'm happy to say, I've, I've almost never been more wrong. I have been very, very wrong in my time, and I will be wrong again, including about season 16 overall. I must say, our fears were unfounded. Season 16, good season overall. I, I'm very happy with the quality that we saw. Now, of course, it did get. we did have to take some time to get used to the way it looked, but I feel that it happened pretty quickly. If you go back and listen to all the episodes... We really got there in a much shorter time than I, I, I think I would have anticipated. Like, I, I would have figured by the end of this season, we'd still be like, yeah. And, you know, we still have our misgivings about the way it looks, especially compared to how it used to look back in our day. But I think that there was a great point made, and I wish I could remember exactly which listeners said this, but as long as the writing is there, it practically doesn't matter what the show looks like. So I'm much more, I, I, I've cooled a lot on my feelings about the way that Arthur, uh, modern Arthur looks. Maybe that's maybe that's the, uh, the term I should be using. Instead of flash animation, let's just say modern Arthur. Because this is the way that the show will look up until it is done. And I'm okay with it. The colors, they pop. Um, the movement is a little weird, but you really, you do get used to it, and 
the writing is as strong as ever. There's so many great references to the history of the show. It's still very clever. There's still great lessons to teach. And again, as I love to say, they're still getting weird with it a little bit. There's a couple of episodes that I almost can't believe were made in the way that they were. Uh, I, I don't want to get into specifics because I don't want to spoil my list, but it's just, I'm just really glad. N- not as much has changed as it seems to have on the outside. So I'm pleased with where we're going. In fact, I'm, invid- I'm invigorated. Going forward, I'm looking forward to what more we have to discover from Arthur. And I'm just very, very positive coming under this season. I think it was quite strong. There was definitely weak points here and there. The beginning of the season, especially, you look back on those first couple of episodes, it's like, eh, it's not the best way to get started. We've got LaDonna, the new, new character, LaDonna. I, I don't think Lucas and I particularly care for her all that much but there is still a lot to like with the characters who are here and they are doing some fun things so I want to get into my top five episodes and again if you have your own thoughts on this elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com in fact I wonder I wonder if this is going to annoy shock anger anybody my number five of the season so funny I forgot to laugh I know, I know, Uh, we were warned about this one, we continue to be uh, told about people's feelings on it, and I love it, I love hearing what you have to say, and even watch, even recording the episode with Cash, it was like, well, admittedly, it's not the best episode in the world, for the reasons that I talked about at length, and trust me, uh, it was it was quite lengthy. I edited it, so I was just like, ugh, I really did talk for a long time. Uh, but I really appreciate what it was going for, and I think it says something that this Arthur episode is so memorable, whether for good or for bad reasons. And compared to the episodes that didn't make the list, a lot of them kind of just slid off me. Like, it, it just didn't really make an impact. This one, I'm going to remember. And for as much good as bad, I think. So, number five. So funny, I forgot to laugh. Number four, gonna cheat a little bit. This is a, this is a, a, a two winners for the number four spot, and they are two brain episodes. That would be Brain's Chess Mess and Brain's Biggest Blunder. One of the great things about this season is that it kinda worked its magic a bit on the brain. Lucas and I not big into that character, but you managed to use him in two episodes where he is both the focus and not the focus. And hey, bonus points for Brain's Chess Mess being as much about rattles as it is about the brain. Really appreciate that. But it also feels good to have him on the back foot a little bit, to have him less of a know-it-all and just being able to take the L here and there. And it makes him a little bit more... And it puts him in a position to be a bit more likable. And that's true with both of these. Brain's chess mess and Brain's biggest blunder. Number three, one that really spoke to me specifically, Baseball Blues. And I wouldn't have expected that from the baseball episode. Still really love this message. I love that even though you are passionate about something, it doesn't mean that you can do that thing. But it also doesn't mean that you are forever excluded from it. I love the story of George finding out that he is much better to talk about baseball than he is to play it. And I found it very affirming. And that's that's something that is a little bit of a, um, a truth through a couple of these episodes. And I said that a lot about So Funny I Forgot to Laugh. There's values in here that they talk about 
that are very affirming for a young kid. And I'm really happy that, you know, the kids who grew up being Arthur fans and watching these episodes got to see something like this. And I thought it was just a very clever message. And with George, I appreciate that it's never quite as simple, the message of the episode, as you would have it be. And this is another example of that. This this one really spoke to me personally. Number two, speaking of speaking to me personally, on the Buster scale. I mean, come on. Uh, I, I'm sure this ranked highly for Lucas as well. But, I mean, this is this is something else. I couldn't believe that they were doing an episode about Buster and Brain. Again, another Brain episode. Being movie critics and, like, getting into the discussion of what it means to be a critic. You know, the pros and the cons, the thumbs up and the thumbs down. I just thought that was so cool, and I thought that they did really well on the message, too, beyond, like, the good jokes and the, like, interesting discussion that Lucas and I had about it. I think that it ultimately comes out in a way to put this to an audience who may have a little bit of trouble kind of understanding, uh, you know, the nuances of it, but also make it so that it is uh, digestible for anybody watching it. it. Lucas and I got something out of it. And I really think that it's very cool that like our niche in like it's not a niche interest. Film isn't a niche interest, but like the film criticism uh has its own Arthur episode. I'm I'm pleased. I'm so pleased about that. And finally, number one, I think beyond any message that it's sending, this is just a really, really fun episode and it delivers on uh something that Lucas and I have been wanting for a long time and that is more tough customers, and that's the last tough customer. Loved this episode. Loved the focus on Molly and on Rattles and on the tough customers overall. I just think that they're great characters. That They're like my new like underdog favorite characters. I think we've gone through many phases where it's like, well, in the very beginning, it was Binky, and then at some point it was Fern and maybe George, and now it's the tough customers because they, I think... It's, it feels like the Arthur team knows the role they can play, and it was great to have them get their own episode. It was a funny episode. It also did have a good message to it as well. I liked uh, using Molly's character to tackle the cycle of bullying, and whether or not it has any long-term effects on those characters, I don't know. But that's the one that stands out as the strongest to me. And it gives me hope for the Arthur episodes ahead because there are still so many characters that we can use in cool and interesting and fun ways. And The Last Tough Customer is the best example of that, I think. And that's my number one. So what does your top five for season 16 look like? Make sure to send it on over to us, Limits at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening to our season recap. And we're looking ahead to season 17. We're going to be uh, doing that premiere up very soon with Show Off and Dog's Best Friend as we continue on through Modern Arthur. I'm going to keep ma- saying that just to make sure that I remember not the Flash era. Yeah, I don't want to call it the Flash era anymore. It feels a little reductive. It's modern Arthur. And we are going to be giving you that uh, coming up in, I believe it's, that's that will be this week coming, I'm pretty sure, uh, for the Patreon. If you're on the free feed, stay right there because you're going to hear a preview of the newest episode of For the Kids, a PBS Kids podcast in your ears very soon. And the full episode is available, but you know where. Patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. 
Well, that's going to do it for Lucas Mancini, and my name's Will Young. Thank you for joining us through Season 16 of Arthur as Elwood City Limits rolls on. Your preview for the kids is coming right up on the free feed, but otherwise, we'll see you next time. Hi, everybody. It's Lucas, your favorite co-host from Elwood City Limits. Um, I want to remind you folks that if you like listening to the podcast, first and foremost, the best way to spread the love is to tell a friend who is interested in Arthur or podcasts or animation or hearing about Nova Scotia for some reason. But there's some other things you could do as well. For instance, you can follow us on social media. Twitter is at ECL Podcast. The Instagram is at Elwood City Limits. My pet project, the Twitch channel, which we do live streams on sometimes, twitch.tv slash Elwood City Limits Pod. And we also have a Facebook and Tumblr as well. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and youtube.com slash Elwood City Limits. That's where Will has been diligently uploading all of the episodes if they're not on your podcast listening service of choice if they aren't on one of those services let us know you can reach out to us on social media or via email at elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com finally the patreon is where you can find all of our paywall content patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits this gives you access to the discord where we have a bustling community as well as some exclusive videos audio bonuses such as commentary for the various arthur movies and more as well as some of our additional podcasts for the kids is where me and will uh, cover all the pbs shows that aren't arthur as well as ecl origins where we really talk about any show from our childhood that we want uh, and most importantly you get early access to every episode of ecl you get to flex on your friends that you're getting it a week early you can join for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash elwood city limits and now back to the show hi there this is a piece of audio content that is only available in full over at patreon.com slash elwood city limits we wanted to give you a little bit of a preview to show you what you might be missing out on you can join us for as little as one dollar under the pay what you want model at patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits and get access to over dozens of hours of content, including every episode of For the Kids, a PBS Kids podcast. We appreciate you listening, whether you're a patron or whether you're listening on the free feed. You're under no obligation to join, and thank you very much for checking out this preview. But if you'd like to know what these episodes and extra content sounds like, here's a little bit of a sneak peek. The director of the show is named Rick Marshall, and he's got a very interesting resume. He was a storyboard artist for shows like Arthur, Sticking Around, see ECL Origins 3, and The Care Bears, among many others. He's also been animation director on a bevy of shows. Lucas, I'm going to fire, I'm going to do some rapid fire of some of the shows he's worked on and see if you recognize any of them. Uh, The Beetlejuice cartoon. Okay, the, the 80s one? Whoa, yeah, definitely recognize that. Ned's Newt, a vaguely familiar, sure. That was a, that was a Teletoon original, yep. my yep. friend. The Dumb Bunnies. I'm not familiar with the Dumb Bunnies. I guess I'm too intelligent. The Dumb Bunnies was a YTV thing. That was a real like. I'm awake at six thirty and there's nothing on. Mm. And Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Whoa. Okay. Now I see why you did that in that order. Tales from the Crypt Keeper, a stone cold classic. 
I believe that's also on Tubi if you want to check it out. It, it really has a decent pedigree behind it in terms of talent, and that also includes the cast. Some interesting notes here on some of the cast that we hear. Um, so, uh, so a lot of them are kids, as you, like a lot of them are just children doing the voice acting. So, for example, uh, the voice of Peep is an actor named Scott Bodan, who is also the voice of Rattles on Arthur. Now, I believe this is in the newer season, so the more recent episodes of Arthur most likely had Scott Bodin as uh, Rattles. And Peep, uh, the little character, is the yellow circle with the red tuft of hair. A young actor named Amanda Soha is the voice of Chirp, who looks like... Chirp looks like an angry bird. Oh, now... Ah, I didn't notice that. It's funny because this predates Angry Birds. I didn't notice that, but now that you said it, I can't unsee it. It's just the red, the red, the the red, the yellow, and the black all together. It's just like, oh, that's Angry Birds to me. Mm. Um, we have an actor named Jamie Watson who plays the role of Quack, who is the kind of purple circle with a sailor hat. He's meant to be a duck. Uh, Quack, Jamie Quack, Watson. Quack kind of fulfills the like Squidward. He's kind of like the grumpy. Uh, he's both more the most verbose and also kind of the most morose character in the trio. Very much so. A couple of recognizable parts for him. He was King Friday on Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. He was Martin Spivak on Arthur, which is a name that I like. I think he only showed up in one episode, but people still we still remember that name. He was also on shows like Bakugan, Max and Ruby. Lucas, do you remember a show called Chili Beach that was on I, CBC? You're now you're just making shows up. Chili Beach. Yeah, it let me was look not this great. up. Chili it was pretty Beach. bad. It was pretty bad. It was a CBC also, original. I th- think it might have been, yeah. What the heck is this? Okay, cont- oh, okay. Oh, God, I do remember Chili Beach. This was like a, this is like, it's funny for uh, those listening at home uh, who are American. The best way I can describe this is all those awful kind of family guy ripoff shows that are on like streaming services now. Every adult animated show that's just like a really bad family guy. Chili Beach is, is that before uh, the advent of streaming. Holy moly, I can't believe this thing. It's like sub-Yvonne of the Yukon in yeah. some ways, I think. Wow. Um, Jamie Watson also listed as the character Henry on Metabots. He's only listed as him for one episode, but it's like, oh, that's a major character on that show. I watched a ton of Metabots as a kid, so I found that interesting. And definitely the biggest star out of all of them is the narrator, Joan Cusack. And it's yeah. like, as soon as she starts talking, that's Joan Cusack, yeah, buddy. recognized it instantly. And Joan Cusack kind of provides, it's very, the, the narration is very storybook-esque. So yeah. um, kind of walking you through everything that's happening in the show. It's like, oh, Peep did this. Quack did this. Oh, but they didn't think that. Sometimes it kind of reminded me of like Arrested Development uh, when the narrator would <laughs> like contradict things that the characters in the show are saying. Um, yeah. Kind of a funny comparison. The show also had special guest voices throughout its run, including actors like Megan Mullally, Holly Hunter, Ron Rubin, Robert Tinkler, Jane Eastwood, and many more. There's one more actor I want to highlight, and that is the actor who plays Raccoon, who shows up in both the episodes we watched. The actor's name is Jeff Lumby. He's a Canadian actor. He's been on programs like The Red Green Show. He was a recurring character on there for a long, long time. Uh, he's also a voice actor. He was in the... English dub of Sailor Moon in fairly prominent roles. He was a he was slash I believe is a radio host. He's also part of a 
family made Canadian children's music album project that was later turned into a TV show. It was called Size Small, and it was made with Jeff Lumby as a young kid and his family. And it also aired on PBS and YTV. I had never heard of this before. So I asked my sister, who is seven years older than me. She was born in the early 80s. And she remembers Size Small. You can look it up on YouTube. Um, It's very, like... I think it's the type of show you could only make in the 80s or before. Because it's very, like inviting to the point of being like creepy. I like mm. I think it's a little bit off-putting the way that, because it's so earnest and it's very kind of like, like what people make fun of Mr. Rogers for in a way. A little bit, yeah. And there's like there's puppets, there's sing-alongs and it's very like you can tell that it was made on a very low budget by people with like a a belief in what they were doing. It's very earnest to to a fault almost. I'm so I'm looking at a, a screen cap right now and it's a um uh, uh, an LP, like a record with like black tight legs, and it looks very strange. Yeah. It's it was it was apparently appointment viewing if you were a kid in the eighties or nineties. Okay, that's gonna do it for now. But we will see you next time on Elwood City Limits or at patreoncom Limits if you decide to join us. Thank you very much, and have a great week.